0: Ramahari vale, Ramahari Ramah Ramahari vale. Ramahari 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 His Divine Grace is Bhaktivedanta Swami ki jai Bhagavatam ki jai so today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, sacrifice performed by Daksha, and we are on text chapter 7, Canto 4, chapter 7, text 36, and good morning to all the Sangha from all places of the world. With this technology, we can connect with Barbara from West Virginia, from Vijay Krishna in Portugal. We're all like in one room oh, here.
1: Nicole's in Pueblo, right? Who's that? Nicole.
0: Oh, Nicole, yeah. Nicole in Pueblo. Jivan Mukta in the kitchen. He's starting the Raj... Uh, I'll have to leave a little early today, be cooking the um, Raj So he's kindly started it during class. So anyhow, uh, very nice to have everyone with us today. So what I'll do is just gonna read the um, verse word for word in translation straight through. That way it's a little bit more efficient for time. And also with the Zoom, it's not as muddled. So you're welcome to follow along while you're on mute to participate in the recitation of the verse. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Yajamanya Uvacha Swagatam Te Prasidesha Tuvyam Namaha kantaya trahina Tamrite disha nangar Maka Shobate hinaka Yajamani, the wife of Daksha, Uvacha, prayed. Su agatam, auspicious appearance, te your prasida, become pleased. Isha, my dear lord, tubiam unto you, Namaha, respectful obeisances. Srinivasa, O abode of the goddess of fortune. Shriya, with Lakshmi. Kantaya, your wife. Trahi, protect. Na, us. Twam, you. Rite, without. Adisha, O supreme controller. Na, not. Angai, with bodily limbs. Makaha, the sacrificial arena. Shobate, is beautiful. Hinaha without the head. Kabandaha, possessed of only a body. Yata as purusha, a person. Shri Prabhupada's translation and purport. Shri Prabhupada ki jay. The wife of Daksha prayed as follows. My dear Lord, it is very fortunate you have, you have appeared in this arena of sacrifice. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you and I request that you be pleased on this occasion. The sacrificial arena is not beautiful without you, just as a body is not beautiful without a head. In this past time, we can say, just as a body with a goat's head. So, what to say without a head? the Prabhupada's purport. Another name of Lord Vishnu is Yageshwara. In Bhagavad Gita, It is said that all activities should be performed as Vishnu Yajna for the pleasure of Lord Vishnu. If you like, while you're reading, I'm not sure if anyone has a pen and paper. Um, Prabhupada is referring to a verse here in Bhagavad Gita, uh, chapter 3, text 9. This is in his top uh, 40 verses that he regularly would quote in all his books. There's several verses that he quoted over 200 times, 500 times, 1,000 times. So this is one you can mark as one uh, to learn regar- in regards to Srila Prabhupada regularly referencing this verse. It's uh, chapter 3, text 9. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that all activities should be performed as Vishnu Yajna for the pleasure of Lord Vishnu. Unless we please him, whatever we do is a cause of our bondage in the material world. This is confirmed herein by the wife of Daksha. Without your presence, the grandeur of this sacrificial ceremony is useless. Just as a body without the head, however decorated it may be, is useless. The comparison is equally applicable to the social body. Material civilization is very proud of being advanced, but it is actually the useless trunk of a body without a head. Without Krishna consciousness, without an understanding of Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, any advancement in a civilization, no matter how sophisticated, is of no value. There's a statement in the Hari Bhakti Shudodhoi 3.11. Bhagavad-bhakti hinasya jati shashtram Japastapaha, apranasyaiva dehasya mandanam lokaranjanam. The purport is that sometimes when a friend or relative dies, especially among lower class of men, the dead body is decorated. Dress and ornamented, the body is taken in procession. That sort of decoration of the dead body has no actual value because the life force is already gone. Similarly, any aristocracy, any social prestige, or any advancement of material civilization without Krishna consciousness is as good as a decoration of a dead body. The name of the wife of Daksha was Prasuti, and she was the daughter of Swayambhuva Manu. Her sister Devahuti was married to Kardama, and Kampiladev, the personality of God, it became her son. Prasuti, then, was the aunt of Lord Vishnu. She was asking the favor of, the, of Lord Vishnu in an affectionate mode. Since she was his aunt, she sought some special favor. Also significant in this verse is that the Lord is praised with the goddess of fortune. Wherever Lord Vishnu is worshipped, naturally, there is the favor of the goddess of fortune. Lord Vishnu is addressed as Amrita Transcendental. The demigods, including Brahma and Lord Shiva, were produced After creation, the Lord Vishnu existed before the creation. He is addressed, therefore, Amrita, Lord Vishnu is worshipped with his internal energy by the Vaishnavas. Prasuti, the wife of Daksha, implored the Lord to turn the priests into Vaishnavas instead of simply fruit of workers performing sacrifices for some material benefits. Translation again, the wife of Daksha prayed as follows, my dear Lord, it is very fortunate that you have appeared in this arena of sacrifice. I offer you my respectful obeisances unto you and I request that you be pleased on this occasion. The fact, the sacrificial arena is not beautiful without you, just as a body is not beautiful without the head. So uh, for those who would like to follow along uh, when we recite the Mangalacharan prayers, uh, it's in the, if you're ever wanting to follow along, it's in the Bhagavad Gita introduction. Uh, it starts with Omagyana mirandasya. So it's a very nice sequence of verses to learn. Um, there's many, many Charan verses, but these ones Srila Prabhupada um, pronounced in the introduction of his Gita uh, back in 19, the early, early, early 70s, he recited these verses before he uh, spoke the Bhagavad Gita. oma gya na gananjana shalakaya chakshurum militam jena tasmai sri gurave namaha sri cetanyamano vistam shtapitam jena gutale swayam rupa kadamayam dalati Swapadantikam ham sri guro siduta sri gurum vaisnavamscha pada Shri Rupam, Sagrajatam, Sahagana, Ragunatam, Vitang, Tangsa Sajivam, Shadwaitam, Savadutam, Arijana Sahitam, Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shiradha, Krishna Padam, Sahagana, Lalita, Shri Vishakam, He Krishna Karuna Sindo, Jagatpate, Kopesha, Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta today, Tapta Kanchana Go Dangi, Radhaven, Vinishwari, Vrishabhanu sute devī pranamāmi harī priyē Vanchakalpatarubhyas ca kripāsindu beva ca Patitanam pāvenibhyo namo namah Namo vishnu padāya Krishna prśtāya bhūtāle śrīmate vedānta svāmini ti nāmi Namaste sarisvati devī Gauravani pracharine pracārīne shunya śunyā vadī pascātya deśa tārīne Jaya śrī krśnācetānyā shri advaita gadhar har shri vashadi gauravakt vrinda hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare hari ram hari ram 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 hare hare ukam Karoti vachalam pungum langaite gringa kripatam aham vande shri gurum dinatarinam hare krishna so in today's verse proper opens up with the significance of Lord Vishnu's Yageshwara. And then in the second half of the purport, he talks about Prasuti and how this point about in an affectionate mode, because she was the An Vishnu, in an affectionate mode, she sought to um, get some special favor. And then Prabhupada goes on to speak about where there's a worship of Lord Vishnu. Then the goddess of fortune is present. And he's worshipped with his internal energy by the Vaishnavas and then he closes off the purport with Prasuti appealing to the Lord that please turn these priests into Vaishnavas instead of simply fruit of workers performing sacrifices for some material benefits. So one thing um, I was appreciating in these lineup of verses is We have Indra, Brahma, the Siddhas, the yogis, the sages. The wives of performers of sacrifice. Uh, tomorrow there'll be governors of various planets. Then the great mystics, uh, the fire god, the personified Vedas, the demigods, the Gandharvas, all these great, great personalities, the Vidyadharas, the Brahmanas, and uh, and so on. Sri Maitreya okay, then it closes off with Maitreya. So it reminded me of a verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, in the second canto. And uh, verses of Shonaka Rishi speaking to Sutta Goswami. And uh, it's a quite a strong verse. At the same time. hearing these thread of verses in the fourth canto about these elevated personalities the mystics the siddhas the yogis the brahmanas the demigods the vidyadharas they're all these persons they're praising krishna and therefore they're worthy of praise we can say they're like our heroes um you know during election time or i think it's called um what's it called when like actors and actresses get nominees anyways there's some kind of special event and they're being praised and they're given some kind of, maybe a trophy or something of honor for actor of the year or actress of the year. And uh, yeah, so many people uh, are gifted with a certain opulences, all coming from Krishna and they're being praised. But Shonaka Rishi uh, says something very revealing here. So he says, men who are like dogs, hogs, camels and asses, karai Purusha Pashu, Pito jatu this is two, three nineteen, Bhagavatam. men who are like dogs, hogs, camels, and asses praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna to deliver from all evils, and then he says. One who has not listened to the messages about the prowess and marvelous acts of the personality of God did, and who has not sung or chanted loudly the worthy songs about the Lord is to be considered to possess ear holes like the holes of snakes and a tongue like the tongue of a frog. So, men who are like the dogs, hogs today, prasuti, She's now glorifying uh, the Lord, and previously we had Brahma, Indra, and then tomorrow, in the next few days, there'll be more great personalities glorifying the Lord. So, we want to—we don't want to be like dogs, hogs, and camels and asses, where we're praising those personalities who are either apathetic, indifferent, or against uh, the glory, the glorious pastimes of Lord Krishna. And so this world, uh, the tendency is to praise people with certain opulences. These personalities that we'll be hearing from and that we have been hearing from, from this chapter, they're actually worthy of praise, why? Because they um, are praising and listening to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna. So they are worthy of praise, they are our heroes. So it does us well to give uh, attention and time Uh, to really hear their glories. And then we'll actually feel fulfilled when we not only glorify Radha and Krishna and the um, various uh, incarnations of the Lord, but also the Parishads the the intimate associates of the Lord. It does us well to glorify them. And therefore then we'll be like swan-like personalities. So that was one point I was appreciating. And then as far as Yajna, uh, there's several verses and shortly here i'll open it up um, a few came to mind this morning when i was reading oops when i was reading this verse so the first one Prabhupada is referencing to is in the third chapter um yagyartart kamano nyatya lokoyam karma bandana uh let give have this here. Gita three nine Karma Lokoyam Karma Bandana. The translation is as follows. Yagya tarkamanon natira Lokoyam Karma Mandana Tarartam Karma Kuntaya Mukta Sangha Samachara. Work doesn't work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Therefore, O son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction, and in that way, you will always remain free from bondage. So Prabhupada gives various analogies, and one of them relates to this point about uh, just as a body without a head, however decorated it may be, is useless. And there are several analogies, but one that came to my mind was, Prabhupada would sometimes reference all the endeavors in this material world, whatever position we have, whatever talents we have, whatever wealth, beauty, uh, expertise in academics, whatever it might be, they're all zeros, one zero or a million zeros, whatever whatever one has. And in the material world, people do evaluate like, wow, this person is an expert athlete or they're an expert philosopher or a high level academician or a beautiful model or a famous actor or actress. So they give so much credit but here in this purport, it's quite heavy. It's like a body without a head or de- decoration on a dead body. Very graphic. And this point about zeros. And it could be quite morbid or depressing to, to think or, gosh, I mean, there's no value in all that. And yes, this is what the Acharya is. This is what um, Krishna is actually saying to Arjuna, that any work or any kind of position in this world without sacrifice for Vishnu is actually a cause of bondage. And Prabhupada says, just it's just a group of zeros. However, once you put a one in the front of all those zeros, then how instrumental and influential a person could be. So we see that in a life, for example, let's say fame. Fame is, um, is one of the opulences. So someone like George Harrison, he had fame, he was handsome. At least, you know, kind of nice looking young man back in the day. Um, He had talent, good guitar player, quite an impressive songwriter. He had a very uh, gifted voice. That fame was there. And there's a lot of other musicians these days with good voices and they're handsome or beautiful. And they have good voices and they're on stage. Um, And the unique feature, I I would say, with someone like George was that He put the one in the front and Prabhupada recognized that he said you put that one in the front which is Krishna and you carry on with your work as a musician and you'll influence thousands if not millions and millions of people which he did Uh, many people I've met met some elders that I've traveled with and spent time with their first exposure connection was through hearing my sweet lord and uh, they were influenced by the uh, George Harrison greatly in coming to Krishna consciousness so I don't know all the details, but my understanding was that he wanted, to, he was thinking to renounce his role as a rock star, uh, even maybe shave his beard and hair and, and get off the stage. And Prabhupada actually encouraged him to carry on. So we can see that that's an example that all those talents um, without Krishna are just zero. But once that one is put in front, then such a person is recognized by the spiritual master, by the Vaishnavas and by Krishna and how instrumental they can be. So this is a very crucial point. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna also says, "Bhaktaram yagya tapasam, sarva loka maheshoram, bhaktaram yajya. So this is a peace formula verse, chapter 5, text 29. It's another top 40 verse that Shri the would reference to for your notes. And uh, Krishna is saying, I am the bhaktaram. Um, I am the enjoyer of all sacrifices, bhaktaram yagya tapasam, the goal of all austerities, tapasam, I'm the friend, sarva bhutanam, I'm the friend of all living entities. Like this. So, if we want to experience some sense of harmony and peace, then as Krishna is saying in the third chapter and the fifth chapter, uh, we need to worship Krishna. We need to offer sacrifice for Krishna. And for those who have sufficient intelligence, that is, it's stated in the 11th canto, Krishna varnam um, tusha, Krishnam sango, pangasha, parshadam. Yagya Sankirtana Praya Yajantihi medasaha. Sumedasaha means one who has intelligence. Sumedasaha. So, for one who has intelligence, they put that one in the front. And in this age of Kali Yuga, it's so easy. Sure, the Prabhupada actually says in the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, in some of the later verses after 3 9, that just by performing the Sankirtan yagya, at least um, Krishna will be pleased and he'll arrange for the devas to supply the reins so that we can at least eat, so that we won't be in want of foodstuffs. Um, So this verse from 11th Canto, I'm sorry, Krishna Varma Krishna, that those who have sufficient intelligence, they they worship Krishna in this age of Kali. He's not blackish, and he's always chanting about Krishna. So this is Lord Chaitanya, Lord Gora. And by this simple process of Yajna, uh, then we can, we can make sure that at least in our daily life, if we're performing that basic yagya of chanting Krishna Nam, then we know that we're putting the one in the front. So while we're taking out the trash, while we're cleaning the house, while we're going to work, making money, taking a bike ride, doing a little recreation, even taking a nap, uh, whatever we're doing, um, some, you know, whether it's directly puja and direct worship on the altar, whether it might be some recreation during the day, whether it might be some uh, chores at home, taking care of the family, being at the workplace from nine to five, at least if we're keeping that one in the front, in the form of Nam, Kali Kali Namarupe, Krishna avatar, Nam Hoite sarva Jagat Nishtar. But in this age of Kali, Kali Kali Namarupe, Krishna has come, the avatar is Nam Rupa. And those with sufficient intelligence, they perform this Sankirtan Yajna. It keeps things, things very alive. It's been nice in the evenings around 6 during Gora I've been noticing Nate and Harley really keeping the kirtan vibration going in the evenings, which really gives uh, life to the atmosphere and to the whole uh, Denver and world at large. So the Sankirtan yoga is very easy, very simple to perform. And then we also have our, our japa yagya. Krishna says of sacrifices and the chanting of japa in the 10th chapter, so just by Engaging in our daily japa yajna. This is also putting the one in the front. And the beauty of the sankirtan yajna is that actually this age becomes worshipable. Again, in the 11th chapter, beautiful verse I learned at Govardhan in 2004 with And This is a verse that appears, it's worth reading the translation. Um, such a wonderful verse. Uh, Those who are actually advanced in knowledge are able to appreciate the essential value of this age of Kali. Such enlightened persons worship Kali Yuga by the Sankirtan Yagya because in this fallen age all perfection of life can be easily achieved can be easily be achieved by the performance of Sankirtan. So when we open it up to um, comments and reflections, there's so many verses about the significance of Sankirtan Yagya, how this is putting the one in front of all the zeros, and how without Sankirtan or without Yagya, then nothing can be successful uh, in this life. And we can appreciate all those personalities who are engaging in the Sankirtan Yagya, just as we're appreciating all these personalities offering their prayers to Lord Vishnu in this sacrifice performed by Daksha, and those, those, are our, those are our heroes, especially Sainapati Bhaktas like our acharyas up to Srila Prabhupada. And even the uh, followers of Srila Prabhupada continue to carrying on the Sankirtan on the front lines. Mother Nidra shared with me last night, she uh, went out and was putting books on the doors of the homes without any, you know, too much close contact. And then she noticed some young men on the streets and was able to give them some bhagavad-gitas. So she was so enlivened. She was just sharing with Brenda uh, and I last night that, that when she got back, she felt like she came back from Vrindavan in Mayapur. And when she said that, I said, wow, that's an incredible realization. She just went out for a little bit and she said it was so refreshing getting out there upon coming back. It was like coming back from the da- holy Dom of Mayapur and Vrindavan. So the potency of uh, engaging in yagya and the fulfillment that comes from that. So before closing, and uh, if there's other parts in the purport that can definitely use elaboration, but I just like this closing point. Well, before the closing point, in our yajna, um, we worship as Vaishnavas, we worship Krishna uh, along with his internal energy. So Srila Prabhupada would regularly say, Sitaram, Lakshmi Narayan, Radha Krishna, like that. And whenever we perform Yogyakarta, if Krishna is pleased, then uh, then Lakshmi is there, then good fortune is there. Whereas if we try to worship the goddess of fortune separately, then like Ravana, then that becomes Maya Sita, or Maya Radha, or Maya Lakshmi. It's not actually uh, the goddess of fortune. That energy transforms into the material, which can then bind us. Prabhupada is saying here, the Vaishnavas Worship Vishnu along with the internal energy. So I really like this closing. Prabhupada adds here, the wife of Daksha implored the Lord to turn the priests into Vaishnavas instead of simply fruit of workers performing sacrifices for some material benefits. So we've been hearing a few of the class givers share about the, the wives of the Vedic Brahmanas and uh, that whole pastime was there and um, here she is saying i request that you be pleased on this occasion the sacrifice the sacrificial reed is not beautiful without you just as a body is not beautiful without the head so Prabhupada unpacks that some of these points in the verse and one of them he elaborates in this last statement that she implored the lord to turn the priests into vaishnavas instead of simply fruit of workers performing sacrifices for some material benefits So I think Shamir Prash uh, elaborated on this point in one of his classes about the importance of prayer. Mother Nidra as well has spoken on this, that just like there's nuns and monks and there's sadhakas and bhajananandis, we see persons like Shoras Babaji. We don't hear of him so much traveling and going out on Sankirtan. He was mostly doing his bhajan. At the same time, the internal platform of these devotees is right in line with Prahlad Maharaj's mood. Praying that, my Lord, I'm satisfied. I'm not interested in my own deliverance, but I'm concerned for all the, quote, fools and rascals who have turned away from you. Please, uh, again, bring them back to your shelter. And then Prahlad Maharaj would also pray, you know, so many yogis are satisfied living in the mountains and caves and doing their tapasya. I am concerned with the, quote, fools and rascals who are stuck in the congested places, who have forgotten about you. Uh, place me there so I can be of service to turn their attention towards you. So this is the mood of Prasuti. She's a Sankirtan Vaishnavi. She's imploring the Lord, please turn these uh, priests into Vaishnavas. So similarly, um, we are not just interested in being impressed with someone able to do lots of rituals and um, different ceremonies just based on certain religious rituals, whatever tradition they may come come from. Uh, what we're interested is being ourselves, active Vaishnavas, and in really seeing others become Vaishnavas. And this was the mood of uh, boma Bhattacharya, and I believe, is it his brother-in-law? Um, if Bala or Shamya Prasher online or Krishasharan Prabhu. Um, gosh, I'm just forgetting his name right now. Oh. Uh, go, well, mm, is it How about
2: uh, Amoga, his
0: son-in-law? His son-in-law, oh. yeah, yeah. There's one more, yeah. Mogalila Gopi. was Gopinath. Yeah, go, yeah, that Gopinath Vinod mentioned. Yeah, Thank he was. Remember. So, so Lord Chaitanya recognized. Lord Chaitanya said that um, it's because of you to the. Uh, Yeah, is it Gopinath? Anyways, to the brother-in-law of Sarvabhattacharya. It's because of your prayers that Sarvabhattacharya has transformed. Although we know Lord Chaitanya gave a whole week to listening to him very, you know, reflectively and quietly. And then he responded and that whole transformation of Sarvabhattacharya becoming a Vaishnava took place. And Lord Chaitanya credited his brother-in-law to because of his prayers. Um, So we see like this throughout our Shastra, and then uh, I'll open up here shortly. Devotees may uh, share some other uh, sections of the Shastra where we see personalities like Prahlad Maharaj or Sarvam Bhattacharya's brother-in-law and various personalities praying uh, to see that others become Vaishnavas, as Prasuti is doing here. So those are a few reflections. I I don't want to go too much later. I'll need to wrap it up here in about... 10 15 minutes it's 835 now so if devotees have some further reflections about Yagya Sankirtan Yagya putting the one in front of the zero decorations on a dead body gaining the favor uh, of the Lord I thought that was sweet too because of her intimate connection she was like, all right I'm gonna ask some special favor reminds me of um, Sudama's Sudama and his wife his wife knew that he had some connection to his old friend Gopal from cool days. And he said, oh, you have some connection to Gopal. Could you just maybe go ask him for some favor? And Sudama was so excited to just, the idea of going to see Gopal, not so much asking him a favor. However, even, even if one does seek some favor, it's okay, as, as we're seeing here, Prasuti, asking the favor of the Lord in affectionate mode. Since she was an aunt, she sought some special favor. So that's permissible for Sudama's wife to, Ask her husband to get some favor from Gopal. There was nothing wrong with that. Completely legitimate. And Akkama Sarbukamova, just go to Krishna, whether you have no desire or all desires. And of course Sudama then took it as, oh, this is an opportunity to see my old friend Krishna, Gopal. And uh, so anyways, that's a very sweet point. And then the closing here of praying for the transformation of the priests and all living entities to become Vaishnavas instead of simply fruit of workers. Or vikarmis performing sacrifices, you know, either vikarmis is performing harsh work or fruit of workers performing sacrifices for material benefits. So, so much to unpack in this beautiful shloka and purport, and uh, we can we can open it up if uh, there's some further reflections, comments, or questions. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu.
2: Thank you very much. Also, that uh, last part of the purport, I found very interesting uh, how Prasuti is interested in um, the uh, consciousness of the, the priests that they should become pure. And so I was thinking how that uh, is like with, you know, the devotees that we understand um Prabhupada told us that uh, the chanting of the holy names of the, you know, done by the pure devotees is what has the most effect. And uh, also, too, the devotees uh, performing the Sankirtan Jagya, they realized that, yeah, this is supposed to be done for the Lord. And therefore, we need to be, like, purified. Um, I'm holding back. I'm not, like, trying to get rid of my desires for name and fame and all these things, you know, for, for why I do what I do in devotional service. And so therefore, um, the Jagia that's being performed is kind of being uh, held back a bit. And um, in in other words, it's not, um, it's not fully for, for Vishnu, (laughs) you know, the Jagia might be like more for me (laughs) Um, Mm. in, in my consciousness. So I was just seeing how um, this is such a good example that she's praying, you know, that they become pure par- uh, practitioners, and that that is what we're to do. Prabhupada wants us to be pure instruments, and so in that way uh, we can actually do something, you know, uh, for for Krishna, you know, like learn how to do it gradually, gradually, one hundred percent. And, and that's the way, um, you know, you're doing it for Krishna in, in the real sense, you know, not holding a thing back.
0: Wow. Very nice. Thank you, Mother Nidra. Such a nice realization coming from from you and someone of your caliber of sadhana and dedication to the Sankirtan Yogyakarta. Two points that um, that I was reflecting on as you were speaking. One was um, the conversation Satsumar shared that he had with Srila uh, Prabhupada. And Prabhupada was saying, you know, thousands, ten thousands, hundred thousands, 10 million people will be coming. And then the following day, Satsura Maharaj asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, how is this? And he said, it'll depend on your purified preaching. It'll depend on your purified preaching. So as you were saying, right in line. And if there is any selfishness or sense gratification, he said, it'll simply become churchianity. It'll just become a building of bricks. It'll just be churchianity. So it's a substance of the uh, of the individuals engaging in the process of purification. And then that overflow is what goes out. And then I remember Swami. I traveled with him for several years. And he would regularly share that when we were out on books, uh, one of kind of a Sankalpa prayer was, Krishna, uh, please let me not get in your way. That um, he would sometimes compare it to like, there was this movie, ET, back in the 80s. And, and he would touch something. And then there would be like a glow. Does anyone does everyone remember that movie, E.T.? Some of us older. Yeah. from that? <laughs> So it went. Shoo. So Ghanapati Marsh would share like, when you're an instrument in Sankirtan and just moving according to Krishna's will, then when you do connect with someone and someone receives Krishna, instead of enjoying it separately or independently, you're seeing yourself just as an instrument where Krishna's touching that living entity or whatever, that tree or that blade of grass receiving the holy name and you're just being that, that vessel, that instrument. So he would regularly share, um, like this setting the sankalpa before going out, Krishna, please let me not get in your way. Let, let, let me have you flow through so that others can benefit and let me not interfere with that, that flow of Lord Chaitanya's mercy upon the living entities. Let us just be an instrument. And so I, th- I think you really unpacked that and shared, shared it very nicely, Mother Nidra. Thank you.
1: I, I was thinking the same thing actually, what that's, that last line stood out to me, what Mother Nidra read. And I was thinking that, that two things, that Prabhupada, he, he, he encouraged us to, to engage our, our selves, all the zeros in Krishna consciousness, put the one in the front. And at the same time, there's more subtle things for like the desire for, for prestige and for followers or for fame, adoration, distinction that, that, that can, those are all subtle things that can sort of be present. And you know, that we should engage those things, put the one in the front at the same time to be actively aware of those subtle things So that we can become pure because it's tricky we're not completely pure so you know we don't want to actually cultivate impurity and propagate impurity to anyone who follow who we're cultivating at the same time we want to still engage our talents so it's a little bit of a fine line but i appreciate the prayer that you you know that this meditation this prayer that we're always in that the second thing is that i was just listening to to an interview, watching a video of an interview of Prabhupada with a, a news newscaster or news interviewer. And, and he asked, the way he asked Prabhupada, he asked him a question. He said, how many followers, how many disciples, he said to the word disciples, how many disciples of the Hare Krishna movement are there? Which I found really interesting because he didn't ask Prabhupada, how many disciples do you have? which just which stood out to me because Prabhupada was very very conscious about not propagating himself not pro- propagating this movement as his movement he was very very intentional about that and so much so to the point where people understood that it was a Hare Krishna movement and they didn't they didn't Prabhupada didn't become famous the Hare Krishna movement became famous and even so much so that uh, just a uh, news interviewer asked that question like that, which I found so it stood out to me. So but we as we as followers of Srila Prabhupada want to see him be unknown. We want to see the pure devotee become known. At the same time that pure devotee is careful not to like cultivate groupies or you know create a their own cult following. It's it's a a purity of wanting people to be connected to
0: krishna yeah that was a unique feature unique feature from the proper his movement was it named after he named it international society for krishna consciousness a lot of yogis and persons um, movements are named after them and, um, and so this was a genuine quality that first point you made and along with mother nidra's so yeah it's an important it's an important important point um as i was mentioning all those zeros and we just it's not It's true, it's not just adding the one in the front and then it's all okay, it's adding the one in the front. And if you have a lot of these zeros, we've seen even practicing devotees who've had a lot of zeros, they put the one in the front and yes, there's a sense of dignity and integrity. Now, you know the one is in the front, so there's value of all that. At the same time, when all those opulences are there, if one is not constantly working on their self, uh, the purificatory process and really seeing that the Vaishnava qualities are developing, um, those those zeros, even with the one in the front could still detour one. we've seen persons who have incredible talents and beauty and this and strength and all that and those activities could be so alluring that even even there's an initial putting one the one because they're so alluring those activities gradually that one starts to get erased <laughs> it can start to get erased and thinking, hey wait, that's right I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I was such a good fighter and I could maybe like you know, go back and like, you know, win, you know, fighting championships or wow, I'm actually quite beautiful, or handsome. I think I can be, go back and be a supermodel for Krishna.
1: Yeah. And or, then, the, or the followers can actually mix the differentiation between the one and the zeros and start yeah. thinking the zeros are the one and the one might be. Yep. The
0: yep. So even let's say someone like George Harrison, one could definitely praise his, you know, fame and his musical talents and all that. But actually, what's for the for the Vaishnavas, what's worthy of praise is that he was a bhakta. He was Hari's son. He was, as Prophet said, he was a devotee of Hari. Um, not so much that we're just praising them because of their expertise of their opulences. Otherwise, as you said, we're just praising the zeros. And really, what we want to praise is the, the person who has uh taken. And so therefore, Prasuti, all these priests, sure, they're performing elaborate sacrifices. Really what she wants to see is that they become Vaishnavas and then they're worthy of praise because now Vishnu is in the front. He's number one. So, yeah, that's a very very good point for the person who puts Krishna in the front and for the persons who are appreciating those who have opulences and who put Krishna, who put the one in the front to make sure that the praise is there because the one is in the front. So, yeah, that's a very refined uh, elaboration of that principle. Thank you. Some others we have a yeah I have a little time as long as I think as long as I cut out by nine at the latest or, or earlier.
3: I have a question.
0: Yes, Vijay Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna.
3: Hare Krishna Prabhu. Uh, please accept my obeisance as all glorious to uh, Prabhu, my my question is a uh, related uh to the purport, and the passage is as follows. Quote, without Krishna consciousness, without an understanding of Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, any advancement in a civilization, no matter how sophisticated, is of no value, Mm -hmm. end quote. So Prabhu, uh, my question, Um, As an introduction to my question, I must say the following. Some people say that they do not want to live in a civilization where we find Vishnu or God in the center because there will be no freedom of action. They say, um, better for me to live in, in the material civilization, in the material world, where I can uh, find myself doing whatever I want. My question is, um, in, in the presence of these uh, statements made by some people in my preaching, my question is, is it, is it that these, these statements related to enjoying full, free, full freedom in the material are correct because because in 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 a civilization where vishnu is in the center they say that they have to become obedient to vishnu and s- servants of vishnu but in in the material civilization the value is that there is no god god is dead and i can do whatever i want so is it that these statements made by the, the ones who, who do not want God in the center are correct?
0: Um, well, I would I would definitely say no. Um, I'm glad you really brought up that sentence. That was another highlight I thought of this purport. Um, I'll go into your question just shortly. Prabhupada is saying, any advancement of civilization, no matter how sophisticated, is of no value. Prabhupada actually gives a there's a class where he says, just like people are building underground subway stations and they are saying this engineering and architecture is very advanced. And Prabhupada would say, the rats are expert at this. If you go to New York, there's underground rats and they're building, you know, mice and rats and different insects and animals. They're expert at building underground transportation systems. Or Prabhupada would say, "Um, we are simply building and breaking, building and breaking. And we call that civilization. So he was quite he was quite direct and quite straightforward regarding the shortcomings of, of the advancement in civilization. Now back to your point. No, I would say in line with Prahlad Maharaj, in line with the Bhagavad Gita, in line with Srimad Bhagavatam, Dharma Swanushita Pumsam vishvakshina Vishvakshena Katasuya, no Padayati Ratim, Shrama Eva kevalam. Sorry for my mis. Any Sanskrit mistakes there. <laughs> Any work that's not done in pleasing Krishna is simply a waste of time. Now, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, what is night for all people is a time of awakening for the introspective sage. It's, and for the introspective sage, uh, what is night is it meaning it's, it's reversed. So, for example, yogis, uh, sadakas, devotees, we rise early. Just like when I when I lived in Boulder, when, in my Brahmacharya Bhakta days, students would start, they would start, they would party till 4 in the morning, they would be partying till like 3 in the morning, then go to sleep. We'd be getting up at 3 doing kirtan, and then they would say, stop that noise, uh, you know, 4.30 in the morning, stop that noise. And we'd be, and we're thinking, what, 12 at night, you guys stop your noise. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so. Yeah, or proper to say, who is crazy? They say we are crazy, they are crazy. We say the materialist is crazy. Now, from our own experience, I'll share from my own experience and observation, I had, you know, throughout my teenage years, I thought, I have freedom, I'm gonna travel, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna surf and skateboard and go out with this person and do that and enjoy this and smoke this and whatever it might be. And I thought, hey, I'm I'm free. Uh, By the time I was 18, It hit me that i'm not free that i'm being dragged around i'm flustered i'm frustrated i'm not feeling fulfillment even with all these intriguing thrilling activities and it's just not it's not i'm not feeling fulfilled externally i'm chasing it so i would say from my own experience and observing the the materialistic environment around us this idea that you know i'll just do whatever my mind tells me to do happiness is just in, in this freedom no Pallad Marj warns us, he says, As an intelligent person, they'll learn from hearing. And in fact, he says, once there's this idea that I can be free to enjoy, that's when misery starts. So a wise person will hear such a statement from Pallad Marj and say, oh, once I start to try to manipulate things to try to get my own enjoyment, then I'm actually bound and I'll get frustrated. Therefore, I'll control my senses and not endeavor in such a way. Now, others may say, no, nah, I don't go for that. I'm going to go for it. And so either, you know, I'm grateful that somehow Super Soul and the devotee's presence helped me by the time I was 18, 19. For some others, it might be some other time in life. But whatever, whatever time it is, eventually the material energy will hit us. And if it doesn't, as Srila Prabhupada would say, for the materialist, they will offer their obeisances to Kala Chakra, they will offer their obeisances to Krishna coming in the form of time, which is death. And at that time, everyone goes down. Everyone bows down. No matter how big of a turban, how big of a crown, how big of a position one has, everyone will eventually come to that realization. So we want to voluntarily uh, take that step before death. And as you were asking, yeah, those persons, now we may, we may see it and we may feel the desire to call them out on their shortcoming at the same time uh, we don't want to commit the ninth offense to preach to the faithless who have no faith in the holy name so we may just hold the space as a, a lady and gentleman be kind to them and if there's a little opening in the door where they they express some frustration or we're we're courageous to maybe present to them as Prabhupada says the devotees are bold and courageous to even um You know, Krishna says, so as not to disturb the minds of the materialist, a person of knowledge should not disturb them. In the third chapter, he mentions this twice in the Bhagavad Gita. And in one purport, Prabhupada says, a devotee is willing to take the risk of even getting rejected. So we just have to assess the situation. And if people that you're associating with maybe are saying things like that, then maybe, you know, you can challenge it in a way that can be agreeable to them. Um, And also be ready that they may not accept you. And that's okay as well. So yeah, we just have to assess the situation and find the right balance of when to interject uh, the bhakti philosophy, Bhagavad-gita, and when to just you know not disturb them too much, maybe send them some prasadam, or offer them some kind words and encouragement, encourage them to gain trust in you, and then at some point they may say, "Hey, Vijay Krishna Prabhu, or, hey, you spoke something one time. Can you elaborate on that? I'm really ready to hear it." Anyways, those are a few reflections..
3: Uh- Yes, uh, Tushda Prabhu, thank you very much for uh, your kind um, uh, answer. Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna. Any last, any last reflections? We have four minutes. Okay, well, if there's, uh, if there's nothing more, we can all go on unmute for a moment and uh, say Hare Krishna with full enthusiasm.
3: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna.
2: Hare Krishna.
3: Wonderful.
0: Thank you everyone. Srila ki Jai. Jai. Ki jai. Grandras, Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai.
3: God
0: permanent. Jai. Vansakarapadurubisa. Varsanadurubisa. Kitaranam. Paravana.
3: Ibravaishan.
0: Varsanadurubisa.